All right, so we're going to start with billionaire problems. Okay, Jeff Bezos, I'm sure you know this, that he's buying this super yacht. And it is a super yacht. It's a 417 feet long. Okay, it's the biggest sailing yacht in the entire world. It's the longest vessel to be ever built in the Netherlands. Okay, so I looked it up. It has this beautiful black hull, classic shape, three large decks, three large masts. Okay, the cost, 540 million bucks. Okay, that's not the issue. The issue is, is that where they built the boat in the Netherlands is that the boat is too big to pass through a bridge to get to the ocean. Okay. Right. So what they're doing is that they're taking the bridge down. Okay. It's called DHEF is the bridge. It's the Koningshaven Bridge in Rotterdam. And they say that Jeff Bezos is going to pay for them to take the bridge down and put the bridge back up. But the bridge is going to be down for like a week or more. So when I was doing research about this so I could talk about the yacht, I saw a lot of ads online that said yacht for sale. I mean, as if people don't know what a yacht is for. I mean, come on. <laughs> All right. Hey, welcome to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun podcast about everything digital. And of course, it's not just me, Kim Commando. Our friends are here. And first up, our amazing content queen, Ali Selgman. Welcome. And what pearls of know-how are you going to be sharing with us? Well, I'm going to tell you all about Starlink's latest internet offering and a really cool trick to see your house or any house over the years. Ooh, and of course, our battery bad boy and trusty news director over at commando.com, Ben Bradley's here. What do you have coming up, Ben? Well, I'm going to talk about a viral social media post that says Apple is making smart wedding rings that keep you faithful. Oh, wow. <laughs> so stay oh. tuned for that one. And an easy way to set up alerts uh, on your phone that tell you if it's oh, about to we snow. We need that, but especially this time of year. And of course, our magnificent mm -hmm. millennial Matthew Heffel and how he's going to make us all sound hip and smart. Right, Matt? Heck yeah. We're, today we're going to talk a little bit about a uh, interesting hobby that has now become a professional sport and a little bit of football news going on around the internet. Just to, is that have something to do with Tom Brady? Just something? Maybe. Okay, <laughs> just something. Hey, just a quick reminder that wherever you get your podcasts, make sure that you rate, you review, subscribe, and follow to Tech Refresh. And as always, we're brought to you by The Current Newsletter. It's a fabulous newsletter, exclusive links, exclusive videos. We're talking about tech news delivered twice a week, stuff you don't see anywhere else, no ads. It's completely free. What are you waiting for? Head over to getthecurrent.com. Once again, it's getthecurrent.com. And we'd like to start Tech Refresh with some news, some important tech developments to keep you in the know. And of course, the entire internet has been talking about not just Tom Brady, Spotify, because Spotify was hit with this ultimatum from, they say, legendary musician Neil Young. And he said, either remove the Joe Rogan Experience podcast or you can take my music right off the streaming service. Well, we all know what happened, okay? Uh, they make more money, a lot more money with Joe Rogan than they do with Neil Young. And so Spotify said, okay, well, goodbye to you, Neil Young. And then I don't know if you remember, I don't even remember her myself, but Joni Mitchell came up and said, well, I'm taking my music off too. And they were like, okay, well, you can do that. And then Apple Music came on. They were such a troll. They're like... Neil Young, we love you. We just love you. And they started promoting his music on the front page of Apple Music. But the best thing that I saw with this meme, and I already told you about this, Allie, it was a meme that said, like, you know, people under 30, who's Neil Young anyway? Okay, people between the ages of 30 and 65. I thought he was dead. Is Neil Young still alive? Okay, and the people over 65 were like, what's Spotify anyway? Okay. But we're not here to take political sides. But I just want you to think about what happened with Spotify. 
Okay. This is big tech. They were able to remove Neil Young's music in a nanosecond, a nanosecond. But other big tech companies, I mean, we're talking about like, you know, YouTube and Google and all the other ones, you know, and of course, Facebook. I mean, they're raking all this money, but they can't seem to get all the terrorists, the murderers and the child pornographers off of their sites for some reason. Okay, Uh, just a side note, as I was doing research, another fun fact that I didn't know about Neil Young, you know, he's married to um, Daryl Hannah. Okay, I hadn't. Yes, I had. Who? (laughs) Exactly, Matt. Good for him. I mean, go for it, baby. (laughs) Just keep going for it. All right. So, uh, Ben, what's up with these wedding rings in Apple? Okay, yeah, this is, there's yet another viral social media post that's making the rounds, and it's one of those wild claims that gets people worked up. You know, it's why we can't have nice (laughs) things. According to the post, Apple is developing smart wedding rings that will let you know Things like your spouse's location, where they've been, and I'll pause for a gasp <gasps> here. If they take the ring <gasps> off, dum, 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 dum. <laughs> yeah. So there's even this image of what it supposedly looks like, and it's it's spreading on Twitter and other social sites, and some people are falling for it. The thing is, mm. no, Apple is not making any kind of smart wedding ring, Aww. you know, to catch the unfaithful. Uh, Apple Insider actually tracked the origin of the post, uh, which it actually first hit social media as a gag like five years ago. Hmm. And it goes beyond that. Uh, Yanko Designs is like a design publication. They published the same concept render image of this ring 15 years (laughs) ago. And you might remember 2007 is also the year the iPhone debuted. So that's how long this wedding ring has been uh, around the Internet. So, no wedding rings. So what we actually have today is much more dangerous when it comes to tracking someone and not just unfaithful partners. Uh, you know, like the smartphones and tablets, Apple had trackers go mainstream when they released the AirTags. And, you know, yes, use them to find your keys and remote controls, but you've seen this, and we have all this stuff at commando.com, how they're being used to track X's, how they're you know being used to track strangers being planted in bags and taped underneath wheel wells. You know, we've covered it pretty extensively, like I said, on the site, and we've got details there how you can, you know, set up your phone, that uh, your iPhone, how it will always alert you if one's nearby that doesn't belong to you. It's a little more difficult uh, for those with Androids. Well, uh, again, you know what the they site. say about rings. I mean, you know, first you have the engagement ring, right? Then you have the right. wedding ring. And then you have the suffering. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Allie, what's going on with Starlink? Oh, okay. Starlink, it's Elon Musk's internet service. We've talked about it before. It uses low orbit satellites to provide internet service in places where the internet is either really bad, really expensive, usually both. Kim, you're still on the wait list, right? Yeah, yeah. I am. Okay, well, about 100,000 units have shipped out. You might want to upgrade, though, to the brand new premium tier. This just got released. It provides up to 500 megabytes per second of speed, which is like twice the bandwidth of the regular service. Um, It also comes with 24-7 VIP-level customer support. They say it performs better during outages. Uh, The equipment withstands extreme weather much better. Okay, what's the catch? The price. So Mm. the regular Starlink service is 99 bucks a month. For this service, first, you pay a $500 deposit, which is the same with the regular one, then $2,500 for the equipment. 
And then $500 a month for the subscription. No way. $500 a month? Yeah, it's a lot of money. If you are wondering who in the heck would pay $500 a month for internet, they're really going after businesses with this. So when they put, when they were trying to get their satellites approved by the FCC, um, people can write in letters to support it. And somebody got their hands on a letter that the FCC got from a business owner in Alaska. He runs a gold mine. And he's in this area where internet is really hard to get. And he says he pays $8,000 a month, forget this, two megabytes per second internet. No Uh, way. Wait, (laughs) wait. Say that again. $8,000 a month for two megabits? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty bad. Also, uh, 750 millisecond latency. If you've ever done a speed Uh. test, you see the the ping number, it's usually called. I just did a speed test for comparison. Mine was 12 milliseconds. This guy is 750. So it's He needs to move. Oh, wow. Exactly. Uh, Orders are open now. If you happen to live in a place where this would be useful for you or or take down your bill, um, delivery should start later this year. And then real quick, I have one more. There is a site that we all frequent on the Commando team. It's called The Sun. It is a UK news site um, of the highest caliber. And oh, you know, I just, I yeah. love their headlines. It's like, you know, this iPhone trick will make your life so much better. And it's like the power button, you know, it's like. Well, they had a headline today that I just had to share because it really got me. Alien invasion would be game over, all caps, for Earth as UFO super predator weapons would life out, would wipe out life in a heartbeat. Okay. Dum, dum, there goes that other sound effect. Dum, 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 dum. Yeah. You know, uh, like, this yeah. was in their tech did you re- section, by the way. Uh, <laughs> did you read it? Uh, I read a little bit. They talked to a guy who they say investigated UFOs for the British government. Okay. He warned that we are likely to encounter hu- to encounter aliens in, you know, the foreseeable future that will be millions or billions of years ahead of us technology-wise. So, I don't know. Let's be careful. Well, it's nice to see we've moved on from the killer asteroids. <laughs> and, you know, maybe they so thought, much better. hey, these asteroids are not getting us any more search traffic or, you know, uh, organic exactly. traffic online. They, we got to switch it up. Let's go UFOs. Well, I think we should now do UFOs. So recommando.com. Sure. Come on, Ben. Go find some stories about UFOs. Let's go. There you're right. All right. So, Matt, I, a goldfish? What is going on with this goldfish? I saw this story and I had to tell you guys about it. So there's this experiment going on in the UK where they are teaching goldfish how to drive. So they have (laughs) specially designed tanks that have a camera above it. And as the fish swims in any direction, then the cart will drive in that direction. And they're trained to try to go towards a little pink dot in the room (laughs) that allows them to get, then they get fed a treat. So now they're saying that this could have applications for future people having pets so you can have your goldfish or your fish in a tank that then roams around your house. Oh, God, could you imagine? <laughs> I stepped yeah. on the fish tank again. Oh, Darn man. it. Don't don't give the fish any treats. He'll beg. <laughs> wow. I mean, you know, I would have thought it was a beta fish because they were probably uh. beta <laughs> testing. Oh. Hey, you know, speaking of billionaires and transportation, it's not only Jeff Bezos having transportation issues. I'm sure you've heard about this. This 19-year-old guy by the name of Jack Sweeney, he created a Twitter bot. It tracks the movements of private jets, but really of like tech billionaires. And so Elon Musk is getting like, you know what, dude, stop tracking my plane. (laughs) Just stop doing it. 
you know, I actually looked at where Musk's plane goes. It travels a lot between Austin and Brownville, Texas. Uh, it goes to Hawthorne, California a lot, which is outside of L.A. He just went on vacation from Austin to Lanai, which is the beautiful little island in Hawaii that's owned by Larry Ellison. And so, you know, so you can kind of like figure out somebody's travel patterns, right? So Musk told this 19-year-old guy, hey, listen, this is a total security risk. I'm going to give you five grand to delete the account. And the guy's like, five grand, that's like nothing. I mean, I mean, you're like a billionaire. I mean, I want like $50,000 for my college education. And Musk says, I don't think so. And, you know, maybe he shouldn't pay it because if, like, this kid could do it, somebody else could do it, right? Then he'd be paying 50 grand, 50 grand, 50 grand. But the moral of the story is that he's still tracking Musk jet. And Musk is doing something because he's hiding his jet in certain places that really only, like, big-time federal type of super-secret planes can do. But this 19-year-old kid got a job offer from Uber Jets and they want to help him. They want him to help them create this platform to actually track these chartered jets to find cheaper seats. I mean, so there he is. He's 19 years old and he did this little Twitter bot. And of course, you know, we have to always end on a joke. So what did the propeller say to the jet engine? I'm a big fan. Uh, <laughs> all right, stay right where you are because coming up, we have this great part of Tech Refresh where you are going to sound so much smarter to your family members and friends because we are passing along some, well, some amazing tips. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh, it's a weekly fun podcast about everything digital. And of course, we want to make sure that you subscribe to the current newsletter because it's an amazing newsletter. It comes out only twice a week. Right, Allie? I mean, it's phenomenal, right, Ben and Matt? I mean, they just need to do it. Yeah. Head over to getthecurrent.com. Once again, getthecurrent.com. All right, I'm going to go up first because we're listening to podcasts right now. And we all know that you can speed read an ebook, You can scrub through a video and just drag that thing anywhere you want especially if you're on Facebook and they're showing you those like stupid little cooking videos. I saw one today and I actually got sucked into it because they had tangerines and eggs. And they said, what happens when you put tangerines and eggs together? And that's exactly, I was like, um, I don't what know happens? What, what happens. <laughs> you mix it up and then you add flour and you make muffins. I mean, you know, but I was like, oh. you know, I was like, I was kind of disappointed in that whole thing. But anyway, so you can speed up your podcast listening, and because the recording is digital, you're not going to lose very much fidelity. Now, you will have to pay closer attention, but you can zip through a slow podcast or get a long one without missing a word. And then when you're listening to a podcast, there's a player at the bottom of the screen. You know that. And you have to swipe up to see it sometimes. But on Apple's podcast app, there's a number in the lower left-hand corner, and the default is 1x. And this lets you hear a podcast at normal speed. You can change it up to 2x, and you can just zoom through a podcast. And for some reason, there's a one half X playback speed. This lets you listen to a podcast. It sounds like this. Very, very, very <laughs> slowly. In case you ever wanted to do that. I'm not sure why. But do any of you speed up podcasts? Yes. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah I always do. No, I On time. podcasts and on audiobooks, I'm usually around two times speed. Oh yeah. yeah. I used to do that with YouTube videos too. If it's like a tutorial or something, I'll just put it on speed mode and then watch it real quickly. My pro tip is to to build up slowly. So go from, you know, it it doesn't just go one to two. So I would do one and then 1.25, 1.5, and slowly your brain gets used to it and it doesn't sound so crazy. 
Yeah, that's a really good tip. Yeah, you do have to work up to it a little bit. Now, Ben, you're going to be talking about the weather because, like, I because I have all the different cities for people that where I live and family members and so forth. And so I was looking at the weather app on my iPhone the other day, and it was like, you know, Phoenix, Arizona, seventy degrees and sunny. Uh, you know, Los Angeles, seventy degrees and sunny. Santa Barbara, sixty-eight degrees and sunny. And then it was Lafayette, Indiana. Negative 20 degrees, snowing <laughs> and windy. And I captured that and I sent it to my niece who lives in Lafayette. And I said, which one doesn't belong? And she wrote me back like, <laughs> God, you're so mean sometimes. But Ben, we can set up weather alerts. Tell us how to do that. Yeah. And let me, to your point, this is one of those days, you know, back my old gig in local news, this is one of those days in Wichita, Oklahoma City, I would have been up at 3 a.m., and at the station, inputting school closings <laughs> oh. and cancellations of quilting clubs. <laughs> quilting clubs? I mean, just That's who really cares. <laughs> across the state. So one of those days that, yes, I really appreciate what Phoenix has to offer in terms of, uh, you know, makes you stand the heat. But, yeah, to say that winter weather has been a problem in all these other parts of the country really is an understatement. And, you know, you find out what's going on. Like I said, you've got your, your standbys, like the local news and their websites, the social media uh, you know, all these weather-related apps and severe weather alerts that are just built in your phone. But if you just want the simplicity of knowing when it's about to start raining or snowing, it's actually easy to set up those alerts, especially if you have an iPhone. So the native weather app got a pretty big overall with uh, iOS 15 that came out last fall. And uh, assuming that you already have location services turned on for that app, it's, like I said, super easy to turn it on. You just open the app. Like I said, it's already on your iPhone. It's just called weather. Tap the three lines at the bottom. You'll see a card that says stay dry. It's a little card at the top. Tap it. You turn on notifications for your location. That's it. From that point on, you'll get a notification anytime it's about to start raining or snowing and another alert when it's ending. Uh, Android, there's a hidden weather app that's built into the Google app, but I didn't really come up with a way to set up those alerts. Luckily, they're all... There are all these third reputable third-party apps like AccuWeather that you can do the same thing. I won't get into all those details, but we actually just posted some new tips on setting up weather alerts, whether you have an iPhone or an Android, over now, at the site. Have you ever heard or tried that Carrot Weather app? Do you? Is that yes. the one that curses? Yes. So, like, oh, so like, so like, what is it? What is it? What does it say? I mean, because it's twenty dollars a year, it's, and so I mean, you're paying it, obviously, but. I don't want to pay that, but because it's like, it says like it's sarcastic and snarky. Yes, it's it's very, it's pretty detailed app, but yeah, it's, it's very sarcastic. It's kind of like What the Forecast. I don't know if you know about that app, where it'll give no, you current conditions like? with its own take on, uh, you know, <laughs> you can either choose clean or explicit lyrics in this, or, <laughs> you know, wording in the settings. So it's uh, it's kind of like that. So yeah, when you want a little snark with your weather, you know. <laughs> That's where it is. <laughs> All right, so Allie, um, Street View and our houses, and how do we do that? Yes, yeah, so I, at my house, we have a huge tree stump in the front yard, and it's really cool. We kind of sit on it sometimes, but it is huge, and I've always wondered, what did this tree look like when it was here? It must have been enormous uh, for them to cut it down. Well, it turns out, if you go into Google Street View, you can look at your house or any house over the years so you can see how it's changed, and it's actually really fun. Um, it's easy, so you just open up Google Maps. I like to do it on a browser. I think it's easier. Um, open up Google Maps, type in your address, and then there's going to be a picture of your house. Click on the picture, and then you'll see a little clock icon. And when you click that, you'll see all the times over the years that the Google team has taken a picture of your house. So mine, I could tell 
okay, they must have cut down this tree sometime between like 2011, 2014, because there was a big gap in there. Um, so I went back, I could see the tree, I could see all the you know different ways my house has changed over the years. So it really is a fun little thing. And I think it'd be a fun thing to do with family, just like, hey, look at, let's look at our houses. Yeah, you know what cool. else is fun with that is you can look at that place where you grew up. Yeah, and see what idea. the house looks like, and it's like because I've done that and showing Ian like, well, this is where I grew up on Johnston Drive in Watchung, New Jersey. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a lot of fun. You're right, just to kind of go yeah. back and share this with family members and friends. All right, so and here's the deal: if you really love tips like this, make sure that you get our daily tech update and our daily digital life hack. These are just one minute a piece. And you can get them wherever you get your podcasts. Um, just search for Commando with a K, of course. And it's time now where we're going to do some trivia. We're going to play a trivia game because there's tons of trivia questions out there about technology, but we don't always know the backstory. Like, for example, let's see if you guys know this. Who were the founders of HP? Who were the founders of HP? Anybody? Hewlett Come on, HP, Hewlett and Packard. Yes, Hewlett and Packard. Oh my God, you guys are so smart. Uh, <laughs> William Hewitt and David Packard. Yes, they found Hewlett Packard. Okay, all right. Here, okay, this one's a little tougher. What's the longest dictionary word that can be typed using keys in only one row of your standard computer? What's the longest word? I, this is was shocking to me too. I didn't know this. Um, the word is typewriter. Isn't that funny? Oh. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that is cool. <laughs> okay, and um, well, I'm going to save this one for last. Okay, because I have one more that I think is really kind of tricky. So, but first, Ben, it's your turn to play Stump the Host, okay? And, like, we're going to make sure you're going to tell us all about the trivia and take it away. All right. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about old technology that we take for granted now. So, fun fact, everybody has a microwave oven now, but... Did you know it was created by accident? Did you? Okay, so back in 1945, you had this engineer working at Raytheon researching electromagnetic waves, and he was using active radar when something strange happened. This is not the trivia question, I'll just tell you. The chocolate bar in his pocket started to melt. <laughs> you know what? This is such a great story, because it's like, I mean, couldn't you just imagine, like, okay, you're the engineer, and all of a sudden you're like, what's that thing in my pocket? I feel like something's, you know, like, what is that? Something's off, <laughs> Oh, and yes. if it's in your pants pocket, it's even a whole different situation. I mean, oh, God. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the rest is history. They, a couple years later, marketed, sold, now everybody has one. So that leads, uh, that wasn't the only big breakthrough around that same time. A few years later, in 1956, you had this professor of engineering trying to build a machine that would record heart sounds. He used the wrong transistor, which led to the creation of a different life-saving device. So what was it? a mechanical respirator, also known as the iron lung, an implantable pacemaker, a cardiac defibrillator, or the MRI machine? Ooh. Oh, this is a tough one. This Look at him. Tough. Look at his face. He's like so smug, like, I stumped you all. I did. <laughs> what was he trying to invent again? <laughs> he was trying yes, what was to tr invent a machine that would record heart sounds. Heart sounds. Come on, Matt, you're so good at trivia. Okay, and what are the options uh, again, Ben? Uh, the iron lung, which is the real name of the mechanical respirator, uh, an implantable pacemaker, a cardiac defibrillator, or the MRI machine. My first, before I heard the options, I thought defibrillator. So it's probably wrong, but I'm going to go with that. 
You know, I was thinking the same thing, especially because it had to do with the heart and the defib. Mm -hmm. What do you say, Matt? You know, I, I, it's either the pacemaker or the defib. My thought process is this. If it was invented, if he discovered it in 1950s, I'm pretty sure that the defibrillator came out around in the 60s. And so the I think it's actually the pacemaker because it took a long time for those medical devices to get approval and to get all the technology put into it. So I'm going to guess the pacemaker. Okay. okay. Right. Nobody wants what? to change their guesses. Final answers for everyone, right? Yes. Yeah. Final answer. Yes. Someone is correct. Only one person is correct. <laughs> yeah. Oh, way to go, Matt. That was a good one. So, 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 so the answer is the pacemaker. The pacemaker, wow. the implantable pacemaker. For I guess you already had for like a couple decades. You had one that you could like carry around and hook up to somebody. But this led to, uh, you know, this device. He was trying to record heart sounds, and he actually, the transistor uh, actually used electric pulses that could, huh? This could restart a heart, and you know. Came up with a, a device. I think they implanted it in a dog first to test it, and then it wasn't long before humans. You know, I have a friend of mine who's a heart researcher. I mean, true story, big time heart researcher. And he, we were talking, I don't know, over coffee a couple of weeks ago, and he was telling me that probably within 20 years, that anybody over the age of 50 is just going to automatically get a pacemaker. He said it's just like going to be like, you're just, it's just going to be part of your standard care. I mean, that they're just going to put it in and be able to track your heart. And then if something happens, uh, your, your doctor's notified or whoever, and it's part of your wearable and it's just going to be there. And I thought that was kind of strange, but then I started thinking about it. You know what? Why not? Right. Yeah. I mean, why yeah. wouldn't you want that? Think of it right, like so an airbag in your car. I don't know. I have a lot of history or fun facts about this, but the trivia question is, I'll have to research it for the next show. What came first, the internet or email? What this do you think? feels email. like a trick question. Email. email it was, like <laughs> the early it, it was between universities. All right, you're all right. It's yep. email. Oh, I thought I could like. I thought everybody like. No, it was the internet. It was the internet. <laughs> all right, so stay right where you are because coming up, Matt's our dedicated internet scout, and he's going to be telling us what the heck the internet's talking about that we need to know about. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh, it's your weekly fun podcast about everything digital. And don't forget, just go ahead and sign up for The Current newsletter. Head over to getthecurrent.com. You're going to love it. You can unsubscribe at any time, but you won't, trust me, because I think our unsubscribe rate is like zero, zero, well, point zero, 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 like, I don't know, one half of one person. Which I don't know who that person is, but it's probably somebody who lives in Kansas. And I'm sorry if it's probably you who lives in Kansas. But anyway, head over <laughs> to The Current newsletter and you're going to love it. Exclusive links, news, tips, all that other great stuff. And the address is getthecurrent.com. All right. So, Matt, what the heck is the internet talking about? I saw something on TikTok that kind of blew my mind. I was just kind of scrolling and I saw two people going at it in a huge pillow fight. Now, my thought process goes, oh, it's just a weird TikToker. And so I clicked the comments and it told me that this was actually the first professional pillow fighting championship. No way. Really? <laughs> Took place just recently. <laughs> Pillow fighting is now a professional sport. Um, if you can guess what state the championship took place Florida. in. Florida. Exactly, of course, <laughs> it was Florida. So, <laughs> so it was 16 men and eight women, and they did separate championships, okay. but they all competed to become the best woman and the best man uh, pillow fighting champions. So is there... And it was all live streamed on Instagram, TikTok, it, 
It was everywhere. Now, can you use like standard <laughs> pillows or king pillows or? So it's standardized pillows. They all have the same sized, same fluff, same filling pillows so that no one, I mean, I don't think they're using down pillows that are really pointy. And so you're just <laughs> stabbing people with down feathers. Uh, but it, it's pretty entertaining. I mean, they have it's in a boxing ring and everything, so it looks okay. So for like a boxing real. match, somebody gets knocked out. I have to imagine they're not taking the pillow fights to the point that someone's actually getting knocked out. How how do you win? I don't know. So it's the same as boxing because boxing is done by points by strikes. Okay. Okay. So it's how many strikes you can get on certain parts of the body. <laughs> I mean, it, they have judges and the whole nine. It is it is official it is a professional sport wow, wow. i mean <laughs> let me tell you you never want to challenge death to a pillow fight unless you're prepared to handle the repercussions <laughs> all right uh next on your list is something to do with football so for the last i don't know 20 something years uh there's been this guy in football i believe his name's Thomas Brody? Thomas Brody? Am I getting that right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I believe I'm correct. So the uh, a few, this last week has kind of been crazy with Tom Brady rumors. And then it was announced that he was retiring. And this was before he had, uh, he had announced that he was retiring. So then he goes and says, oh, I'm not going to retire. And then finally, three days after the news already broke, he finally says he's retiring. And the internet is divided about this a lot. So as you can tell, half the people in the country are like, wow, we're going to miss him. He's the greatest of all time. The other half is like, who cares? He's a, you know, cheated a little bit. So, you know, who cares? <laughs> but I did see an interview, and I never thought about this. And maybe you guys did. But uh, one of his friends were like, you know what? Yes, he needs to retire. I mean, every Sunday he's away from his family. And I thought, oh, never quite thought about it that way, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. okay. And, you know, this is sad. And I don't mean to to spoil it for you, Matt, but the original Groundhog, he died uh, the day before Groundhog Day. I was like, when then they had to scramble to go find a new Groundhog. R.I.P. Phil. Yeah, so it wasn't Puxatani Phil. So a lot of the rumors (laughs) online were saying that it was the actual one that's in Puxatani. That's like the main place where they do the whole Groundhog Day ceremony. This was a separate um, uh, Groundhog in New Jersey named Mel. Um, And... (laughs) You know, Burn groundhogs out. only have a lifespan of about three years, so I'm oh, pretty sure the never. original groundhog, because it's, <laughs> I believe the ceremony is 125, 135 years old that they've been doing this, so I don't think it's the original groundhog. <laughs> they've been churning but, through these groundhogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But to die the day before just seems like an omen, you know? It does. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it, I mean, if it was an omen, then it kind of came true, because Puxatani Phil did come out, and it is going to be six more weeks of winter, so... You it's know, gonna be a chilly one. So, Get those weather apps. <laughs> so why why is coronavirus like Groundhog Day? The actual day, not the film. You know why it is? Because if you stick your head outside and encounter another person, you get six more weeks of quarantine. That's that's <laughs> why. Hey Allie, what's trending over at commando.com? Well, we wrote about some SUVs that were recalled because of fire risk. So that's not good. Um, and we have a good link in there. You should check if your car has any recalls. Um, It's worth doing every once in a while if you miss it in the mail or in your email. Then we've got how to know if someone has blocked you on social media. Hmm. Um, We're writing about a classic Facebook scam. I will spoil this one a little bit. It is quizzes. Taking those quizzes, if they are from, you know, people with bad intentions, it is a bad idea. So don't do it. 
Uh, we've got some really good Google Maps tricks. Um, the one that I just shared, which I think is awesome, go back in time, but we've got lots of other Google Maps tricks too. And then a really interesting story about what Amazon knows about you when you use its ring doorbell. Hmm. Ooh, I'd like to read that one myself. Hey, stay right where you are because coming up, Ben is going to astound us with the Cat S22. And if you're saying they're saying, what is the Cat S22? Well, that's why you need to stay right where you are. <laughs> Welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun podcast, as I like to say, about everything digital. And just a quick reminder to rate, review, follow us, you know, say good things about us. And if you ever have any comments about our podcast, you can always drop us a line. And that's podcasts at commando.com. Once again, podcasts at commando.com. And of course, battery bad boy Ben is here with his review of the dum 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 the cat S22. Yes, right. Gonna, we got to get into it. So you remember, Kim, I mean, back in the day when a cell phone was just a cell phone. I'm talking post bag phones, but pre smartphone. You know, so, are you telling phone. me I'm old? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 I don't I remember saying, that, Ben. Come saying, hey, on. I'm, I'm not that young. I'm old. That's what, yeah. <laughs> I, know, that's I mean, gosh. I mean, Kim, you remember like when, you know, we didn't even have phones. I mean, Kim, I mean, you remember when we used to have like a Rolodex, right? <laughs> <laughs> I never had remember one. Just first saying. artificial pacemakers? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. So the S22 is a phone from Caterpillar. It's a, Yeah, it's like a throwback. Though. So Caterpillar, if you know the name, they make all the heavy machinery, you know, the bulldozers and all the industrial equipment. Well, and it's kind of a throwback to how phones used to be, the classic flip phone, you know, the old clamshell, pop it open like a Star Trek communicator, talk on it. This is a rugged flip phone, though, you know, pretty like, you know, rugged case. So you can drop it on steel. You can, I think, immerse it in some sort, you know, some types of acid without having to to worry, huh. you know, forget the water oh. and sand. That's all okay. But so they really are marketing this phone to, you know, for people who work in construction or, you know, industrial, maybe, you know, farmers, first responders, anyone who, with jobs or any kind of day-to-day -day where, that, you know, they're, they're at risk or their phone is at risk. And, you know, it's actually, even though it's kind of bulky, it really kind of brings you, you back. It's, it opens like a flip phone. It has the, the push buttons, the tactile buttons like you're used to, but the screen, it's a little more today. It's a touch screen and it runs on Android. So you can still download apps and things like that. It's like going back nice. to like the Blackberry days where you're trying to see the little apps on the screen, but <laughs> it's, you know, it, it's got a couple of cameras. It has a removable battery. You know, I had to say battery somewhere in this. And <laughs> of course, 13 days of standby time, you know, just. Ooh, wow. On, That's a so. long time. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Oh, it has an FM radio built in. Nice. Right that. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. Uh, anyway, it costs, like I said, it's a little bit more on the basic side. It's a T-Mobile exclusive and it only costs $234. Now, for a cell phone, wow. that's just. Nothing. And that's really good, especially, I mean, if you really need, like, a durable phone. I mean, yeah. you're not going to have an iPhone or a Pixel that's going to set you back a grand, right, and sit there and go, all right, well, I just dropped it into acid. Now what? <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, you do a lot of acid work, right? You're always around yeah, yeah. buckets of acid. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, As one does. It's one of those things that, you know, this is not for everyone because, you know, for me, I can't imagine going back to a basic, you know, full-time like that. So, But for anybody who who does, you know, maybe wants a more durable phone and doesn't really use all the things that you would find on a modern smartphone anyway. This is perfect. And that's why, 
you know, putting myself in those shoes, like, okay, if, if I didn't want a smartphone and, you know, my phone is always at risk. Yeah. It gets four out of five Benes just for the, you know, the sheer wow. use factors and the price. I mean, it's just good option in those use cases. Yeah. You know, and for that price, if you're somebody that maybe you go on a big camping trip every year and you don't want to risk your normal phone or, you know, you could just have it as kind of a, a rugged backup. That could be cool. True. And unless you're the acid, unless you're you bad drop it in that. <laughs> but that's okay. Go ahead, Matt. You go. Uh, I have a question about the acid. If you drop your phone in the acid, how are you getting it out? <laughs> well, you have your... You... I, I, yeah, you're worried about the phone, but you're just going to be like, oh, yeah. There were only certain <laughs> elements like... I tested. That was okay. not that was one not... of them. So. All right, so we can read the whole review and more over at commando.com, right, Ben? That is correct. The Cat S22 Flip. Yes. All right, so we always like to end Tech Refresh on a happy note. Since we were talking about phones, I found this joke that I thought you'd be interested in. All right, you ready? A genie appeared in front of a woman, and the genie said, whatever you want, as many things as you want, just ask me, the genie said. Oh, my husband's eyes should be only on me during all waking hours. The genie said, done. And more, he should not be concerned with anything else in life except for me. Done. And then she says, he should never sleep without me by his side. The genie says, okay, not a problem. And when he wakes in the morning, he should see my face first. The genie said, yes. And anything else? She said, yes. He shouldn't go anywhere without me. And if there's even a single scratch on me, he should go crazy with grief. And the genie says, anywhere? She said, nope, that's it. And bingo, the genie turned the woman into a smartphone. Oh, hey, just a quick reminder, rate, review, follow, subscribe to our podcast and it's Tech Refresh and share us out with your family members and friends. If we made you laugh just once, you owe it to us. And don't forget, 24-7, you can learn more about everything that we just spoke about over at commando.com. And that's with the K, of course. 